Hello and welcome to the Dime Alive podcast. I'm your host, Aloise Surfleet Middleton. Each week I show you how to build a life in alignment with your soul. I interview top thought leaders changing the world with their work. And I also show you how you can build a life in alignment with your soul, do your dharma, be happier, healthier, live longer and have a deep sense of unshakable inner peace. So without further ado, let's dive into the next podcast. So hello and welcome to the Dharma Life Podcast. I'm your host, Aloise Surfleet Middleton, and this week I want to invite you to my Follow Your Highest Excitement Challenge. I'm going to be running a four-day challenge in my Facebook group. The link is in the section under the YouTube video. Please come and join us. Now is an incredible time on the planet to be building a 5D life in alignment with your soul. And it's much easier to do that with like-minded, conscious community around you. So please come and join the Follow Your Highest Excitement Challenge. You won't regret it. It's a high vibrational community of people changing the world, doing their dharma, making a difference and living in this new 5D energy. You will be absolutely blown away with the life that you can create. If you can believe it, you can create it. Believing is seeing. So hello and welcome to the Dharma Life podcast. I'm your host, Aloise Surfleet Middleton. And today I have with me an incredible woman. We've just been chatting for about 40 minutes before we came on air. This is going to be a long podcast, be warned. <laughs> um, Andrea Folks has moved from modeling into a TV career and she now calls herself an intuitive visionary. And you guys are going to find out why on this podcast. So Andrea, welcome to the Dharma Life podcast. Thank you, Eloise. Lovely to finally connect, isn't it? I know. Just to explain to the audience, we've been trying to organize this conversation. It feels like a couple of months almost. Yeah. It's taking its time, hasn't it? time for kind of thing I think it obviously had to be for this time I think everything's always kind of time sensitive isn't it yeah I would agree it's almost like the divine timing of it but I knew I wanted to get you on the podcast because I obviously we're connected on Facebook and I just love your message you know you're out there you're speaking the truth so it's very important to me that we are speaking the truth on this channel so I knew that you were somebody that I really wanted to talk to so Thank you. Well, it's 20, 20 years I've been consciously aware of speaking the truth, whereas I think before, we say we're asleep, but I don't think we really are asleep. I think we're just in another fragment of ourselves, maybe having experiences we needed to have to finally be ready to step into what I would call your authentic self, you know, and you're walking more and more mm. towards embodying that multi-dimensional authentic self um and now is now is definitely if we state the date it's the 18th of september 2020 i think you know if there was any shadow of doubt that something is happening on the planet there is yes. no it now that you cannot see that something is inherently changing you know you can say it's wrong so from a third dimensional perspective it's very wrong but from a higher perspective 
we have got to kind of go through what I call it the corona times, the corona awakening, which, you know, corona truly means the crown chakra. So we're going through this big awakening now, and it may be worse than we anticipated. I mean, I was told 20 years ago when I first started waking up that, you know, there would be a time on the planet where the image I saw of myself was just holding a megaphone and going, everyone, stay in your heart, stay in your heart. You know, it's not far off that really. You know, That's kind of what you're doing, isn't it, at the moment? The thing is, though, when I, when I was shown that 20 years ago, the impression that I got of the people that I would be saying this to was they would go, oh, thanks for the reminding. Yes, you're absolutely right. Thank you so much. Yes, let's remain calm. <laughs> Stay in our hearts. But I, I didn't anticipate it would be quite how challenging it is to wake up people right now and that we're using this terminology like sheeple or asleep people or confused or lost or all these different words to describe this separation between mm. us all now mm. yeah and i think that is that well obviously being people who are we are seeing things from a higher perspective i do think it's important that we are also coming from a compassionate higher perspective so i'm i have to admit i'm not a massive fan of the sheeple description um but we were talking about it weren't we before we came on air and it's almost like so i do think that some people have got contracts so that they actually or they're not in their upper chakras they just can't see what is happening or they've not had enough lifetimes in the planet almost to enable them to see what's happening on the, on the I think moment. from a therapist's point of view and, and you're correct it's like it you know people are offended by words and it's quite interesting that people have I've noticed people be offended by I'm offended by you saying sheeple but but why are you offended because nobody's saying you're a sheeple you're self-identifying as <laughs> oh, nice. and that's in, why are you you know because if you're really going to help people heal, you've got to offend them. Well, it's the only way to wake them up. Yeah, it? you can't kind of tiptoe on, you know, um, eggshells around them, you know, and, and that's, I think, where the false light work comes in because that's kind of tiptoeing on the, you know, oh, I don't want to offend anybody. I want everyone to like me. Yeah. I want to be popular. And then, you know, from a therapist or a spiritual teacher's point of view, a lot of people get frightened that as they personally evolve in themselves as a therapist or a spiritual teacher, then they're frightened I'm going to lose my following. But you're going to sell out your own soul mm. and you've got to risk losing your following. But then you attract the right people. Yeah, to be true to yourself and I think there's a great line in if everyone anyone's familiar with the poem which you might have come across the um the invitation by Orion Mountain Dreamer it's oh, a beautiful poem but there's a there's a great line in it which says can you betray another to be true to yourself bear the accusation of betrayal and not betray your own soul and be faithless and therefore trustworthy wow powerful profound yeah absolutely powerful yeah because you're also i suppose you're coming from that place of not only self-certainty but also you're doing it for their own good you know and, and that's you've got to risk not being liked yes yes <laughs> and all of us there's oh, so yeah and i had that i'll be honest that was at the beginning of lockdown because i was i saw it so clearly i joined all the dots you know i knew about the banking system i knew about the 
the, the pedophilia, but I got to see the extent of it. Like I didn't realize, you know, the extent of what was happening. Um, and right at the beginning of lockdown, I knew I needed to start speaking my truth. And of course that caused so much stuff with existing friends that basically couldn't get their heads around it or can't get their heads around it. Um, and that for me was big growth because I just couldn't not speak any of my truth. But at the same time, it was causing friction. And, you know, so, yeah, I think, and that's quite a difficult thing for us to come through as human beings because we want to be liked and we like to be supported by our friends. Yeah. And when you give up wanting to be liked and you want to be transparent and honest to yourself more because I think you know it's when you see people diagnosed with illnesses like cancer and stuff people say oh isn't that so awful she's such a lovely person to have got cancer I mean she's so kind she's so giving yeah, she's so these things mm. but the truth of it is she is kind and giving to herself and that's why you like her because she's constantly laying on the floor to give to the other people mm. and that's probably the reason why you've manifested this you know, imbalance in your body and created the cells to vibrate in such a way that they're disharmonious to your own being. And so you have to learn then to truly love yourself. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And I love what you said about the kind of false light that makes, you know, so much sense because you see the kind of Deepak Chopras and the Marianne Williamson's and they're out there with the um, what's the, the classic text that they all kind of of course in miracles and everything yeah. and it is all love and light and shiny and lovely and actually where's the deep down breakdowns to breakthroughs and the shadow work and the you know really having like for me my breakdown was a big part of my awakening you know and well, I, I can think, say that breakdown to breakthrough and it's like I never really got stuck into the false light matrix. So I could see it from the beginning. And so, although I, because I had such a strange awakening, I sort of awoke myself really 20 years ago. And these, you know, like star beings came and were rewiring my body. And I was doing this over myself for like three months and downloading all these channelings about world events and what was going to happen. Wow. And, you know, my role in what I would be doing and it all seemed a bit far-fetched at the time and I didn't really share it with anybody because I thought they'll think I'm mad <laughs> which I think is the, the thing that people repeatedly on a spiritual awakening journey are terrified of is you know people thinking they're mad mm. you know but you've got to kind of go through that process and risk that to be true to yourself because once you realize that it's only your soul that's going to benefit, and it's like a friend said to me years ago, he said, oh, when I see your name, Andrea Fawkes, I don't see your name. I see it as the anagram. So all the letters move. And he said, I see it as saying soul car, which is, you know, the light body, car means light body. And um, so it says soul car end fear. Oh, nice. So I feel like my soul is here to just not live in any fear whatsoever. Mm. Excellent. And every experience I've gone through in life is to push you to fear. Like last year, I broke my ankle really badly on my doorstep. And I think that might have been linked to 5G frequencies coming out of Glastonbury Festival. And I had a smart meter still in my house. And I had a, a very strong BT hub. And so I think the culmination of all those things and then some strange spiritual things happened a few days before that because I literally fell to the floor. So I broke this ankle. I waited five hours for an ambulance, three hours at A&E. And then 
when they saw me, they said, oh, you're going to need surgery on both sides of your ankle. And I just fell into this space of absolute peace in myself. And when I said, no, I don't think so, and they said, oh, you'll have to speak to the surgeon. So the surgeon came in and he said, you need surgery. You'll not be able to walk. And I, I just found myself going, with the greatest love and honor and respect for the work you do. I'm astonished at the work I've done for the last 20 years. So just put it in a plaster cast and I'll be going and squidge it together. <laughs> what happened to your ankle? But I'm not very pleased and I live on my own. So this was hugely challenging for me because I live on my own. Yeah. I, I, they put a plaster cast on. So it was that heavy plaster cast, which I knew that was what I wanted because I knew my body would be able to breathe. And they tried to squash it back together. So you have three days where they put this back cast on and then they put a proper one on three days after that so I had that and I was in this state of euphoria like like there was no pain I mean even when I fell I moved my foot to put it back in the right position there was pain in the minute it happened but after that there was no pain so I lay here in some kind of ascended state for a few weeks until they had to change it and put a fiberglass cast on. And then it was like the fires of hell came in. Wow. And then I had to deal with all the other things, which was, you know, in your mind, you think all these people are going to come to support you. But in truth, that wasn't what happened. And luckily, I knew a few people who were saying, you need to come and stay at my house. But I couldn't move because I wasn't going to do surgery. So I needed to stay still to keep my ankle from moving in the initial few weeks. So I had to pay a professional caregiver to come and help me. And she came every day. And there were twice in those points where I thought I would die. And that was it. I wasn't going to make it. Because my body would go into shock and I was like I look white and I was like I don't know if I'm gonna make it and I did make it and not only that you know a year later now from me telling I wouldn't be able to walk I did actually break my body down on a molecular level and pull all the bits back together and clear past lives that came up so I'd have past lives where I'd been a nurse on a battlefield and all these men had got blown off legs and wounded bits of their bodies so it traumatized it brought up that shock in me then there was another time I had my ankle caught in a bear trap and I think the reason I damaged this leg was many years ago, I was having a massage and I got a flashback uh, when she pushed really hard. So through massage of myofascia tissue, yeah. you know, bring up past life cell memories, but then you've got to work through the cell memory. So in that time, I saw myself as an African woman with one leg. And then the muscles in my, in my body stopped firing. Even when I saw a chiropractor, he said, the muscles are not firing. I said, yeah, because my mind now thinks I'm an African woman with one leg because I've brought that memory right. through to the surface. So now I've got to reprogram my mind to do what I do with clients, which is this lifetime's not happening. You know, you don't need to hold those memories anymore. The pain in your body can go. It's not relevant to this lifetime. It's and not this, is, this is the work, isn't it, that you do yeah, with others. So it's, so it's, so it's just so I understand and so our, hopefully our audience can understand. So basically, obviously our souls live many, many lifetimes and often we bring that trauma into the current lifetime. And so you go in and you're clearing past lives and blockages. What I'd say is where, when I had my awakening, I ended up very quickly being um, the past life regression expert on ITV show this morning. And I then remember. 
from that they made me two series called a show called have i been here before is taking celebrities back to past lives but we weren't really focusing on the healing aspect of it which is the big thing that i really do so i'm not just doing past life regression i'm weaving into womb trauma past lives inner child and then sometimes people think these lifetimes are theirs but they're ancestral lives and sometimes they're entities alive entities lives that have attached to them so they're not even their lifetime oh, wow so I'm really good at spirit releasement, which is discerning which is your life. And because I can read all timelines, you know, that's my skill. I can just do that. That's it. Um, it's very easy for me to see whether they're your lives or somebody else's. And because what you're doing when you go into regression, it's not for the fluffiness of who was I in a past life. Mm. You're finding the origin of the cell memory. So you want to find the first time your body went into that cell memory. So you've got often you get replication of lifetimes after that. So all the other lifetimes are built on the same trauma you never really resolve. So if you can get back to the original trauma of when your either issue, ailment or belief started, yeah. programmed in either by yourself, um, it's always you programming yourself, but it looks like other people are programming you because you in the past life may have believed what people said about you. Same in childhood, you know, if someone's told you something, you have moved on from that, but the subconscious never moves on from it. The subconscious is always reminding you of that belief. So no matter how many self-help seminars you go to where they're going, you know, yay, woo, you can do it. If you have programming in the subconscious, yeah, you can do it, won't work for you. It will work for the people who don't have programming because all they're doing is putting positive mm. programming into they haven't a got the negative program they've got to yeah, undo. Into a vacant space where there's no negativity. It's just they've never thought to think in such a positive way. But when you're someone who's got a lot of negativity in, and it might not just be that one area it might be in many areas or you or somebody else might look at you and think well you just you know you look so sparkly and twinkly but within the diamond of who you are there's a facet where it's just like totally dirty and that's where your repeated story and patterns from all these lifetimes and then of course you'll because you've got that trauma in your soul energy from a soul perspective, when you come into incarnation, you're going to pick a family to incarnate mm, into that's going to bring all this stuff to the surface. Mm, but then when you get it. into this family, you then go, oh my God, surely I didn't pick these people. This <laughs> You know, surely this must all be wrong. You know? <laughs> um, but actually you pick those people because that would give you the best opportunity to work through this stuff. Mm. Yeah, because the way I would call that in the Akashic Records kind of modality is it's your soul lesson. You choose a particular lesson, something you've had in a past life to then come into and work on in this lifetime. So, yeah, it's sort of similar. Yeah, but from an, a, a, the broader Akashic of where we are as um, a species now, mm. this end in 2020, this is the end of a 26,000 year cycle. So everybody has played everything now this is the end game now you either nobody knows 100 percent for sure but you either carry on this 3d game somewhere else 
or you drop it and you go into 5D consciousness now. And that I think is the split we're seeing. You know, that's why, you know, some of the people will not wake up. Like you said, you don't think they're going to wake up and they might not. And they'll just maybe drift off into this 3D earth somewhere else, or they'll coexist within our reality, but not in the same reality. And, you know, my experience of 2020 now in September is a bit like that. You know, if I go out, I'm wearing my lanyard, I don't, you know, and I'm wearing it to really allow other people to see they don't need to wear a mask if they don't want to. Mm. Um, but nobody's bothering me. And yet mm. I've got friends saying, oh, people confront me all the time. Like, hey, you're not wearing a mask. I don't get that. No, when I don't I'm get it either. Out, I get people, I feel like they're being extra nice to me. And then yes. sometimes I feel like, I feel this energy of they're happy for my freedom. Yes, 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 I can relate to that as well. Which is, is unusual um, because somebody else is having conflict, but that's because they've not worked through that yet. So they need to, they feel guilty for not wearing one. Absolutely. Wow. And so going back to your ankle then, do you manage yeah. to cure... So I cured my ankle 110%. It was wow. a huge amount of work, I have to say, because the ligaments tightened as well. Um, and, and if you see me walking now, I don't limp. You would never know that I ever damaged it. And I'm even started running again. And I hope you went back and found that consultant. You know what? <laughs> really... I was still limping in January this year when I went to Madeira, but Madeira helped me because it's very steep when you walk, so it stretched the ligaments out even more. And I was going to go back and go, look, and then, and then lockdown happened. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm sure your timelines might bump, you never know, just so you can show him. <laughs> and I love that as well, because almost what you're saying is like the hero's journey you know, how our darkness, we have to go. And I think I'd love to talk about this with you, Andrea, because we just talked about this before we came on air. And, you know, I think this whole um, idea of we have to go through our pain, you know, we can't resist it. We, we, you know, those things that happen to us are part of having a human experience. It's how we respond to them, you know, and you've just demonstrated that beautifully with your ankle story. Yeah, and, and I had precancerous cells on my cervix and I had to go into that as well. And, you know, when I healed that, which was a, a big story, but a small story for me because I didn't really tell anybody. And that's the other thing. If you think you can heal something yourself, tell as few people as possible who are not going to support you to heal it naturally. Because I told two friends and I thought both of them would go, yeah, Andrew, you can heal that. But actually they went, no, you need to have surgery and get that cut mm, out. So their energy was... I think so. And so you don't want anybody marring your vision. You only share with as few people as possible your vision that you can heal yourself. And it was the day when they said I needed to have these cells removed that actually I'd taken myself for a separate smear test after I'd done the emotional and the journey work on myself to heal it. And it came back negative. So I took that mm. to say, well, I think you'll find I don't need this. Wow. And what I, what I brought up in myself was, even though I knew I'd been date raped when I was 18, and I was never angry with the guy, was always forgiving of him, but my body wasn't, you know, my body had been gone unconscious, you know, there was the point where I'd gone, no, no, no. And then I didn't remember the rest of it. And so what had, what had happened when I'd gone unconscious was what was held in the cells in my cervix. Oh, I see. needed to come out to heal. 
So, so did you experience that pain at a later date then? Um, it wasn't even the fact, it was the fact that I just disassociated from my body. Right. I think I've done that in so many lifetimes to survive is you disassociate. Yes, of course. So when you've got this concept of being mis- maybe misunderstood, the, the, the sort of fluffy spirituality where it's like, oh, forgive everybody. Yeah, you're here to forgive people. You can only get to forgiveness when you've gone through acknowledging that there's rage and there's anger. Mm. And even if you don't, which I didn't have the rage and anger. So if you're not going to extol outwardly rage and anger about things that that have happened to you, your body will always keep score. Your body is never going to lie to you. It's going to show you what you're lying to yourself about. And they'll come out in some type of health issue or... Yeah, some boils or bumps or Mm. something in your body is going to show where you're lying to you. So whenever your body starts to fail you, if you can be authentic with yourself to see that this is just uh, uh, to show you you're lying to yourself. And and then if if you are lying to yourself, then who's the most powerful person who can help you? is you being honest with yourself. Absolutely. And so, you know, when we talked before we were, we were speaking, mm. we were saying about, you know, people getting offended by us. The more light you hold, the more your potential in your vision to see other people's issues is, I know I can walk in there and I can scan someone's energy field and tell them the absolute truth that could heal them. Now, where we as therapists or healers have to use our discernment is if that person is not ready to Mm. heal, you can cause a massive psychological breakdown for them. Like, especially if they've been sexually abused and you tell them they've been sexually abused and they're not ready to hear that knowledge and they have disassociated from that abuse in their childhood to survive their childhood. So you wade in and go blah, 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 blah. And they go, oh, no, I don't think that happened to me. It can project onto you. Yeah, their body will start to shake usually but they will not necessarily drop into processing it unless they're really sick and ill and they've nothing to lose. You know, if they're living quite a nice life and their body hasn't started to show an ailment to them, they'll get very angry with you and you can cause a psychological sort of imbalance. So I'm always very mindful that, you know, unless people have really hit the brick wall and gone, I think stuff happened and I don't remember it and I'm really sick and ill now and I really need to heal, Mm. then you can kind of say, well, are you prepared to, you know, go deeply inside yourself? So sometimes in how I work, it's better that those kinds of people come and see you in person and do the regression because then they're going to see it themselves as opposed to you reading their emotional Akashic records over Skype or the internet and them having to try and drop into themselves unless they're really evolved. If You have to use your discernment to see how evolved they are mm-hmm. and then they can heal that aspect of themselves and the thing is people often say and I'm sure you hear the same thing well how many sessions is it going to take well you know what you could clear stuff that was you know 20 years and 50 lifetimes in half an hour if you're truly ready and if you're not ready it's going to take a bit longer and if you're in total denial of yourself it might take a few lifetimes Mm, yeah absolutely wow so powerful stuff 
that you're yeah. doing. And this is self-developed by the sounds of things. Yeah. Is- you know, I, I mean, the thing is, though, I learned regression because I could see past lives. So when I started to see past lives, and at that point I was giving talks and workshops in Aveda, um, because Aveda was still owned by Hearst Racklebacker then, which is a makeup and you know toiletries company. And I used to sell their brand on QVC and model their stuff. And so they said, oh, we love what you're doing. Come and give some talks in the Marleybone High Street store in London. So I used to give talks and go to other places. and. From giving these talks and workshops, I started to get clients and then I could see their past lives. And then I thought, well, I need to learn regression because at that point I was reading the Akashic Records without even knowing I was reading the Akashic Records. And to be honest, I couldn't even say Akashic. (laughs) I only learned to say Akashic about 10 years ago. And so, um, because I can be slightly dyslexic. Um, So back then I thought, well, you know what? They need to do regression. I need to learn conventional regression and actually from my higher self's perspective it was giving me the ability to learn conventional hypnotherapy regression so that I could because I couldn't see what I was going to be doing I couldn't see oh you're going to be on tv doing past life regression with people but if I hadn't learned that past life regression reading the emotional Kashik records although it's fascinating and interesting would not have been tv worthy of the level of work that I did on television that wouldn't have been as entertaining I don't think so you know your higher self's always guiding you to connect you to these people and we can't see the bigger picture that web of connections absolutely and so I would love to know what obviously you're now here and you're you've got your you've got your um, microphone like you saw all those years ago Let's talk about the situation that we've got on the planet at the moment. And also the fact that, you know, we are in this kind of great awakening period. We are in this critical, critical point really in humanity's existence. You know, what's your advice to our listeners? Everyone on this podcast is awake, but I would say at varying levels of being out awake. So how important is it for people to be out and awake, would you say? I think it's super important. It's a lot of my clients right now. Um, and I thought about this is the key thing I'm seeing with a lot of them. Although they're pretty evolved, a lot of them are still in jobs where they're employed. They're not self-employed. And mm. I've been self-employed since I was 18 and I'm 50 now. So that's all I've ever known is being self-employed. And I think, you know, under this umbrella of the whole covid corona thing is where this is going if there is a split is you can either go into a government job where it will be controlled where all your details will be given to track and trace and you will need to be vaccinated and you will need to maybe have a health passport i personally do not want to live in that reality where my every minutiae detail is is you know, noted down. Um, And I don't want us as a species to go there. I don't feel that that's freedom. But I think we're going to see this for a few years where there is a a very heavy level of control for a few years. And some people want it, you know, they want, they feel super safe if it's controlled. 
Um, and that's the problem that the awakened people are up against, the people who want this. They think, it, they think it's an illusionary freedom that their rights, they don't see their rights are being taken away. They think they're being cared for. And, um, you know, a lot of mothers today I've seen and yesterday were up in arms because they're giving this flu um, mist or vaccine or whatever they're doing at the schools without the parents' permission. Under wow. The, yeah, under the World Health Organization. Now, wow. the, other, the other day I saw that your child under the Gillick um, consensus, it's called the Gillick consensus, um, which was passed a, a I want to say 1994, but I might be wrong um, in the date. But basically, it means if your child can be asked by a medical person, do you understand what we're about to administer you? Are you in agreement with this? And that child is in agreement. You do not need the parent's permission, even if they've written a letter saying, I do not consent for my child to be vaccinated or misted or whatever. Well, to be honest, there's no way I'd have my, like, I don't have any children, but no, I, if I had children, they would not be in But people education. don't realise this because, you know, the good people of the earth genuinely believe that their governments are keeping them safe and protecting them. looking after them and that their rights will be honoured. And this is not where we're at now. No. And also the other thing is, you know, pertaining to the corona times now is, you know, you cannot be fined for not wearing a mask this is civil law not criminal law so you cannot be fined for being in a group of you know it's not going to happen the police are not going to happen the problem you have and this is where the work that we do comes in people are going you know what just wearing a mask i know it's wrong but i just can't deal with the stress of going into a shop and maybe being attacked by an employee of the store asking me where my mask is. There's a security mm, guard. Isn't that on interesting? Or a fellow shopper confronting me. We mm. don't like confrontation. Mm. And nobody wants to live in a state of fight or flight anxiety and stress when they go shopping. So, you know, people do, whether that's for you and I wearing a lanyard around our neck that we've got from the Hidden Disabilities website, um, and there are various different companies selling those, or a homemade one you've got, or one you just loaded onto your phone from your own beloved government's website, because these yes, government absolutely. are telling you clearly yeah. on they the have to. website, yeah, you don't need to do this if it, and it, it clearly states in one sentence, you know, if the thought of Wearing a mask causes you distress. Don't wear Do it. not wear a mask. Mm, I know. And it's there in black and white on the government website. It also is in black and white saying that on the 19th of March 2020, before lockdown, so the 19th of March, the coronavirus was declassified as a non-highly infectious disease. That is on the UK government's website. And people, yeah. when you confront them with that information, they look at you blankly and go, uh, but everybody's doing it. <laughs> what, I, what I think is this is a time where whatever happens to you now is because of the cosmic laws of the universe, and they are cosmic laws, you have to tell people the truth and it has to be able to be found. And what they are doing is clearly giving us opportunities to find the truth and to choose what you're going to do. What are you going to do? Mm. These are not laws. These are 
advisory guidelines and the mainstream media is using lies mm. to spell cast you into a reality that is not a truth mm. and they've got you where they want you which is fighting against your partner fighting against your children fighting against your friends you know and the other thing that's happening which is the worst situation is you know we're abandoning these old people in care homes you know mm. and people are dying under the corona watch that would not be dying normally you know because they're neglecting their well-being through what's being rolled out well and then obviously you've got people with mental health mental health issues have gone through the roof obviously alcohol sales have gone through the roof you know you know the amount of domestic violence is 600 times more than it was it's just outrageous so yeah, yeah. And mixing these figures up in you know, they're putting them down as COVID deaths. And they're not. And they're not. There are mm. other things that are happening. Mm. And I think, so you can go on the government's website and even download the weekly statistics of amounts of people who died during this time and compare it to 2018. And more people died in 2018 than have in 2020 for this period of time yeah. in the UK. Yeah, and I and I think what I would like to say for anyone listening, you know, both Andrea and I are very, you know, out with, with regards to no mask wearing. And, you know, just from practical advice, really, I've never had a problem. Like the other day we went to look at a house and um, my um, husband doesn't like to confront. He doesn't like to sort of, you know, rock the apple, rock the apple cart, so to speak. I just literally said to him, I don't wear it, I'm exempt. And they said, okay, fine. And that was it. So, you know, that kind of bit that you're scared about, that confrontation is in your head, you know, and I think that's the bit that people need to really, really get over because we don't, we have this mentality of not standing out and that has been drilled into us and programmed into us and actually, you know, not being good enough and not wanting to stand out is it's part of the layers that humanity are shedding right now. So practical advice, you know, just do it, just stand in your power. From a spiritual point of view, it's it's a test to see. Can mm. you, can you, but also, I am respect. I think the thing is, and I think we're both the same. We are respectful for people who are still in another belief system. So, for example, I've got a friend who you know completely is bought into this one hundred percent and is keeping her child two meters away from me. Still in September. And so, you know, when I saw that this was how it was going to be, I do not want to tell that child to stay two meters away from me. And so from my point of view, the best thing to do is to not see them because that would distress me. And I don't want to tell this child that somebody who previously he hugged, he now has to stay two meters away from. So I cannot I think the word, and we're finding, I think this is another word that's come up a lot in, in, amongst this. I cannot acquiesce to that reality. <laughs> so I'm not acquiescing. I'm not going to play right now. I'm not going to play that game. I'm not going to pander to your fear. But at the same time, if you owned a shop, even though um, initially when all this started, I believed the things that people were telling me which is it's my land it's my company you have to wear a mask 
when actually once I got rejected from the Ballantyne Spa where I normally go to the gym and swimming and I love swimming and um, they said you can't come in unless you wear a mask in the communal area and I said well that I've got a hidden disabilities pass and even their lawyers now are telling me that they're in the right and I'm in the wrong so I spoke to the Equalities Commission Advisory Service which you can ring up and get some advice from and what they actually told me was I said well you know is this is this company right in the fact that it is their land it's private land it's their company it's their company policy because I got the same at uh, Clark Shopping Village initially um, they said it's private land you have to walk in the direction we tell you to walk in and it didn't make sense because there was nobody else there um, but actually what the Equalities Commission Act of which is the Human Rights Commission and the Equalities Commission of 2010 states it is you can't throw up even as a shop owner you can't throw up it's my shop it's private land it's company policy you can't do that under the equalities act oh, that's useful to know. It's discrimination um but at the same time even if somebody did do that to me um i would maybe now with this knowledge be able to quote that to them mm. but at the same time i probably wouldn't want to go in their store mm. And I think I wouldn't want to upset them either if they're your rules and that's what you want to do and it's your store and you're fearful to that degree. Good luck to you because you're probably, probably going to bankrupt yourself. Yeah, well, like you said, it's the split, isn't it? Because yeah. what will happen is people who are awakened and living in this sort of more 5D timeline will just create a different reality and go to a different shop. And Well, there's one on the high street in Glastonbury and he is still still in September taking people's temperatures with the oh. zap thermometer. So it's, it's allowing people to, you know, I had confrontation with him and he came after me down the street and I said, you cannot point that in my face without my permission. I do not agree to that um, because also you're zapping the pineal gland mm. and also even taking your temperature there isn't accurate. It's more accurate on your wrist. And so I travel around, should I need to go somewhere? And so far it hasn't happened, but should I need to go somewhere where I really need to go in wherever it is? I've got my own thermometer. <laughs> and Jay, I think you need to put together some like awakened guidelines because yeah. <laughs> I'm loving what you're saying. And, and I think that's the thing is if people aren't used to being confronted and confronting, confrontation is probably the wrong word, but it, what, what I love is if you can say, well, actually it's this, it's this, it's this then it diffuses yeah, their that, argument. Yeah, it's like, listen, you know, I really want to come in here. Like, my thing is swimming. I really have not yet really found anywhere outside swimming in the sea that I've got to go swimming. But I'm not going to put a mask on to go to the spot. I don't like the energy there. It feels really wrong. But I do want to go somewhere else swimming to the thermal spa. And so if they say you've got to take your temperature and that is their thing, I will put the thermometer in my mouth and show them that. Well, this is part of our initiation, I yeah. think, also as well. It's part of our initiation into sovereignty. Yeah. It's about us reclaiming our power and it's about us really understanding what is happening and actually what we do need to do and what we don't need to do and not just being blind and going, just accepting what we've always been told. 
And I think the other thing is obviously the big thing for people now is going to the airport. And in the past, I always used to tell people, and they, I think they've brought them into all airports now. Now we've got obviously bigger, bigger things going on in the airport. But in the past, one of the other things that used to happen to people was I used to say, you go through the, the arched scanner and sometimes all bleep. And they'll say, you've got to go in the x-ray circle machine, which they brought in the last few years. You do not need to go in the circle x-ray machine. You can ask to be patted down um, under government legislation globally. Nobody has to go in that scanning x-ray machine. And you just say, no, under health grounds, I cannot go in that. And they'll try and bully you. And that's the thing. You're coming up against people who are not purposeful bullies. No, so but that's what they've been taught to do. About, I get to see, you know, people say, well, when are you doing your spiritual stuff? Well, I'm doing it 24-7. Every, every breath that you take and every place that you go is an opportunity to speak your truth, to avoid confrontation, but get your truth passed over in a way that either, maybe not even the voice I'm using now, I would lower my voice. And you have to find this space within your heart to not be fearful because they can read that fear. You have to kind of find the space within yourself to be in what I call the sacred neutral, but actually in the truth, which is, you know what you want. You're not going to go in that scanner machine <laughs> and you just say, Oh, hi, you know, um, I'd like to be patted down. They go, Oh, and you go, that's fine. That's okay. No, no, it's okay. And you'd be very amenable with them that you're okay with this you're going to sign the form yes you're happy to go in the room no you've come to the airport early to give time for this process to happen and then they're perfectly lovely with you and you have that experience and so it's you creating and this is the reality split you creating mm. the reality you want to live in you know, it's like my, I only ever, when I go to the supermarket, I park in one of three parking spaces. I don't even think about it. It just happens because I like to be in that parking space. And so I've created a reality. Now, in another reality, there might be another car already parked there. But in the reality I exist in, because it's a holographic universe, in my reality, there is no car there, only my chariot going in there. Love that. Totally love that. When you, when you believe something 110% and then stop pushing it, you don't push it because I've got no backlog in my subconscious that I've got to clear about that story and the, just in that particular thing, the car park space or the x-ray machine. There's no story. There's just me going, this is my truth. I've not got, oh, here we go, here we yes. go. Then reverberates out into the yeah. universe. That's not happening for me. I'm just sailing along in my ever joyful presence of being and it lines up for you. Like it. Really and I think like that's it. where we're going. But you can, but all of us right now have maybe got, like we said with the diamond, we've got a facet of that thing where it's not lining up, where we do get confrontation. So this cycle that we're coming to an end, that the way I kind of view it is almost like all that stuff that you've described in your diamond is coming up to be cleared at the end of this cycle. You, you would agree? Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was so in agreement. I was like, yes. The yes. People <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, that's it. So, so you know, we're going to get rocked about like a ship at sea with everything that we haven't processed now. It's like, this is your opportunity. Everything is going to be... And, and they're doing it. You know, the government are like the spiritual teacher now, if you see yeah, it. Of course. Throwing everything at you. Are you going to believe this? This is our latest... We're going to go hunting, shooting, and fishing. That's right. And you're going to be in your group of six, not able to go on holiday with your family because you've got a baby, which makes seven so tough for you. And <laughs> which is what well, I, I love the idea that actually, you know, that, 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 that this is all part of the awakening process, isn't it? It's kind of like how much shit will we get thrown at us before we can stand up and go, no. Yeah. And I have to be honest, I like the uh, narrative of the fact that actually Trump is in control <laughs> and actually he's getting the governments to do that because, you know, he wants to create leaders and he wants to create. And I, again, I'm not giving away my power because I'm very much somebody who is all about stepping into their personal sovereignty. But that is what's going to take. It's going to take us really being rattled and riled to really step in to what it is that we can achieve. And, and this is predict, it's predicted programming. All this was bound to happen. If your previous self had thought that you might be driving in your car wearing a pair of marigolds and a mask, you know, a year ago, you'd have thought you need to lock those people up. You know, but I have seen a law coming in today that it's illegal now to drive in a mask in your car. So oh, really? that's a positive that just, I just used to giggle every time I'd see someone. I was just laughing. like. But you, I mean... The compassionate part of us has got to go, you know what, that mask is welded to their face because they're masking their own fears. It's the only their own fears they don't want to face. And it's like, it's almost like a teddy bear or a a noonie blanket. Now, you know how children have blankies. Mm. They are, you know, the people who are not awake are so terrified and frightened. They're using this little mask to kind of, it's like a comfort blanket, you know, even though they might just be breathing in their own dirty bacteria and creating a lung infection as the byproduct of doing that. Um, it's well, easier for them to do that than face their own fears, yeah, is what you're saying. Hold on, I'm going to Yeah, it's easier for them, though, to do that rather than have to confront their own fears and... I'm seeing a lot in my community where people are, are finally getting out of jobs that they've hated for so long or relationships that aren't toxic. And, you know, it's 20 years in the making, but suddenly they're stepping into it. And, you know, it, that's where, what we're here to do, isn't it? Yeah. And that's, that, I think that was what I was saying when you asked me initially and I digressed at a tangent. I love a tangent. <laughs> Too feminine energy on <laughs> a tangent. Um, was, yeah, what I'm seeing is lots of people, it's like, where do we go from here? Because now I've lost my corporate job. Now I'm going to have to find another job. And actually, this relationship is not sustainable going forward. What am I going to do about that? You know, how am I going to deal with my maybe teenager or adult children having a different belief than me? You know, where, what am I going to do going forward? And I think we're at the point where there are jobs that we are going to create for ourselves that we have not been created yet. We don't even know what those are because whether we like it or not. And, and um, so this is an interesting book. Mm. Um, I read this, I'm reading this one called um, 
the great reset. And so, you know, once you realize that, that everything's happening was planned, you know, if you look at um, the Rockefeller lockstep from 2014, the document you can download as a PDF, everything that we're going through now, they predicted and planned for us. This has all been planned. You can look at the murals in Denver airport and you can see kids from all around the world wearing a flag mask over their mm. mouths. This has been planned, whether you want to the be... The Olympics opening ceremony. Yeah. Oh, that was awful, wasn't it? The 2012 UK Olympic ceremony. It's all there. So when you look and you do this research, which you might want to share with your families or your friends, you know, to say, look, all this was planned. I know it's hard to believe because if you've spent two months driving around in a mask and a pair of rubber gloves and now you've found out it's all been planned, it, you feel shame. And, you know, shame is the hardest thing to deal with is our own personal shame that I've been an idiot. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. You know, shame, embarrassment. Oh my God, what have I done? Why you know, didn't I listen? Yeah. Get over it. Just mm. forgive yourself. You had to do that. And, you know, um, at the beginning of this whole Corona thing, I had something, you know, I genuinely believe that they've upped the frequencies on the planet um, the, through the smart meters, the Wi-Fi, and Huawei has lost the contract for the UK, and they've got to 2027 to remove it. But there were some frequencies, and there are still some frequencies. In fact, today, the electricity board are meant to be coming to look at my cables over my house, because I can hear ringing in my ears, like mm -hmm. horrific ringing um, and this is an amazing book called the invisible rainbow the history of electricity by arthur furstenberg and it explains that ever since we've had the electrification of the earth we've had the coronavirus we've basically had flu and um cold symptoms ever since we've introduced electricity to the planet wow. and it documents the electrification of the countryside, the increase in things like diabetes and other health implications linked to the electrification. So our bodies cannot take that level of electrification. So it tries to detoxify this electrification. And when all this happened, dust fell from the sky. There were sonic booms over my house. My, I was so static, it was incredible. I electrocuted myself on the kitchen sink. Wow. Um, I had to really earth myself, you know, earthing yourself. So I sleep on an, an earthing blanket now, which has the Schulman frequency. The Schulman frequency is the earth frequency. So even if this is part of the earth's axis shifting in the 26,000 year cycle, you've got to come into alignment to the new Schulman frequencies of the earth. So you've got to walk barefoot on the earth. So earthing is really good. And if you feel you can't walk on the earth that much, you know, look up some earthing blankets. Um, there's one I particularly like often post it on Facebook because it's an organic one and it's woven with silver mm -hmm. and you don't need a stake in the earth. You just need to plug it into the earthing socket in your wall. plug. Yeah. But even if your electricity's off, you won't get a back charge coming at you because it's only into the earthing socket. Um, so things like that are going to be really useful for us as our bodies are increasing in this radiation frequency, which may naturally be happening, but could have been amplified by all these unnatural Wi-Fi frequencies as well. And we're in what's called the solar minimum. So the Earth's going through a solar minimum now. So the weather will change naturally, but also what we might have is crops 
failing in certain parts of the world, as well as them trying to manipulate the crops as well, what we might have is that we're planting the wrong crops in the wrong places because the earth's um, temperature is changing in the inner core of the earth. So certain things that grew in one country won't grow there anymore and might grow somewhere else. So mm. that's part of the kind of reset. So not that you need to go into fear, but you need to maybe learn going forward um, how to be more sustainable in yourself. I like, I've got an allotment since lockdown, so now I'm mm. growing vegetables. So I think it's not relying, and I think that is about spiritual maturity in not relying on the outer world for everything to, mm. and, and of course there's things we don't like doing. So, you know, that's why we have jobs, so we can pay somebody else to do what their joy is, mm. so we do what our joy is. But things might get quite challenging in the next few months. Well, and I think, I think people are sorry. I think really people are going to have to develop. You know, I've found my since lockdown, my spiritual practice. I've doubled down on it, like meditation twice a day and Reiki twice a day, um, and I need to do it because it's the way of keeping me in that kind of nice chilled out vibe state. And um, because there is more stuff happening, stuff happening, you know, externally. Um, but I want to say thank you, Andrea. I've just realized, realized the time. We could literally talk all day. I really want to say thank you. Fascinating conversation. And we, I feel like we just hit the tip of the iceberg as well. Like we'll have to get you back and we'll have to go straight into that stuff. It's nice. It's like having a coffee and a chat without, without being present. But I think it's lovely to talk over the internet. But I think the other thing, just maybe my parting comment is, you know, don't stop meeting people in person because I think it's super important to meet people in reality. Yeah, and absolutely. I think we are, we're going into this world, aren't we, where we're living at home and then we're connecting through the internet. And actually, like you said, we need physical contact like you know you're lucky if you do live with a partner or family but if you don't then it's even more imperative so absolutely so thank you so much really appreciate you joining us we'll get you i think we're going to get you back if you'd be open to it <laughs> well, my website details because i've got yes yes absolutely how do people contact sorry how do people con uh, yeah i think i'm trying to process everything you've just told me <laughs> Um, yeah, I've got free meditations on my website for you to download, which is there's a gorgeous earth peace meditation one, which is just really lovely. I, I recorded that in Sedona in 2008 because I started doing earth peace meditation, which is the 22nd of September every year. I do that at 11 o'clock. And so you can download the free meditation and listen to that. And then there's another little daily meditation. And if you like those, there's other ones. Um, so that's andreafaux.com, which is A-N-D-R-E-A-F-O-U-L-K-E-S.com. And I do at present love posting on Facebook. I've got two accounts, my business and my personal one and I do write a lot on there um, and I do have Twitter and Instagram but I don't really use those so much and I've got loads and loads of free videos on YouTube as well and light language oh shall I end with a light language yeah go for it that'd be amazing <laughs> you familiar with light language I am familiar with light language yes I've had a dabble myself but oh, I'm probably not uh, as fluent as yourself well there's lots of different languages and I like to bring in higher sophophonic frequencies as well so they tend to be you know if we go into a future timeline so everyone who's already watched this has already 
already tuned into it on some higher self level. So we'll bring in a light language that's linked to the collective group of en energy of everyone who's ever going to listen to this. Cool. So the frequency will be for them. Do you like that? Nice. Yeah. Okay. It's about a minute transmission. So just kind of closing our eyes and just taking a deep breath and it is quite loud so just to prepare you and just let this sound come through so for your higher self so Ela omakuya, aranta kamakuya, esata ramakuya, aranta kamakuya, aranta kamakuya, kiana ramakuya. I can feel the energy almost pulsing. Yeah, it does. It kind of goes into where in your body you need to. Mm. So what it's doing is unbraiding the dormant DNA codes that got shut down. So it's like an activation at the same time. Wow, fantastic. Andrea, thank you so much. Thank I will make you. sure all your details are in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. That was absolutely wonderful. Fascinating conversation. Really enjoyed it. Please um, find Andrea on fa Facebook. Tag me if you're watching. Um, you can tag me on Instagram. But yeah, come and let us know what you thought of the conversation. And we will see you next week with another incredible guest. Thank you so much for listening to the Dharma Life podcast. I do hope you enjoyed this episode. Please come over and say hello on my Instagram, our Facebook group. And also, please let me know what you thought. So if you are listening, please take a screenshot of the podcast that you are listening to. Tag me on Instagram and I will reshare your post. And please let me know what it is that you got out of today's episode. Remember, when we do our dharma, we are happier, healthier, we live longer, and we have a deep sense of unshakable inner peace.